Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Swing and a drive. Right field and deep. Back goes Aquino. It's got a chance. Gone. Get out the tape measure. Long gone. Fly the W! Cubs fans, it's time to fly the W with Dustin Rhodes and Paul Crawley-Jean. You are listening to the Fly the W 670 podcast season two, episode 81, assessing the Cubs in field. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on the socials. Of course, we're Fly the W on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook. You can also email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. And Crowley, I don't know, is it now uh, Gilligan and the Skipper? Is that the uh, the new name of the show hosted by yeah. us if uh, you're listening to the score this morning? Oh, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that. Don't worry. We'll talk about that. But, but, but right now, you know, we got world series baseball is right around the corner and, you know, right around the corner, you know, Dustin, when we look at these teams that are in the, in the world series, you know, you just realize, okay, the Cubs got their work and Jed Hoyer have their work cut out for them, you know? And so I think we have a pretty good idea of what the Cubs need to do and where they can improve it and, and, and other areas where it's something they don't have to worry about, which I think, Again, I think they've made steps since last season, but still not where they need to be just yet. No, they're making steps in the right direction. When we're talking about, very interesting you bring this up, Crowley, and something I wanted to get to in the podcast. So you talked about Jed having and Carter having somewhere they need to get to, right? But the good news is, is that people are saying that the Rangers are about a year or two ahead of schedule. This team lost 100-plus games just two years ago. And now they are in the fall classic. They've made it. They punched their ticket yesterday. So that, that that is something to aspire to, correct? That is something that Cub fans can really look forward to, I think. I agree. And 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 you know, um and, and and it just shows that it can be done and it can be done the right way. And I think there are some people out there misinterpreting it how the Rangers have done it. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it can be done and hopefully, like I said, we're 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 gonna get there hopefully sooner rather than later. Yep. I mean, again, I think the Cubs this year were a little bit ahead of schedule. So if you're a little bit more ahead of schedule next year, who knows? Again, getting the tournament, everything can happen, especially the way this year's played out. 
Right. And then, you know, what we're doing here is we're, we're taking a look at, at the areas where the Cubs are strong and then the also the areas of need. And, and the first thing we thought we would look at is the infield. Mm-hmm. And when we're looking at the infield, we're using war, um, which is a stat wins above replacement. It, it, it measures a per, player's value in all facets of the game. So it, it, it tells you how much more wins a player is worth than a replacement level player, a minor leaguer, maybe a free agent, whatever. But what I like about War, Dustin, is that it looks at batting, base running, fielding, a little bit of everything. So, you know, we thought we would bring this to everyone's attention and just kind of say, okay, well, in this area, we're in pretty good shape. In this area, definitely need improving. And obviously, we got to start off first with first base. Uh, The curse of Anthony Rizzo strikes again, you know, just seems like the Cubs cannot figure out first base since Rizzo left. Dustin, this year, seven different players had starts at first base. Cody Bellinger had the most at 44 games. Trey Mancini, 40. Matt Mervis, 26. Heimer Candelario, 16. Eric Hosmer, 15. Patrick Wisdom, 11. And Jared Young, 10. Those are all games that they started. So when we look at it, the Cubs ranked 24th out of 30 teams at the first base position when looking at war. um, They had 0.4 war, so slightly, slightly above average. And, you know, it's just frustrating, Dustin, because it's only slightly better than 2022 when they were 0.1 war. That was that combination of Alfonso Rivas, Frank Schwindel, P.J. Higgins, Patrick Wisdom, and David Bodie. Wow, you so, think it would be a lot better than that based on who was <laughs> doing the work, right? I mean, that 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 is an ugly group of characters. I mean, no disrespect to those guys, but that's a, that's a motley crew if I've ever heard of one at first base. Right. Ideally, on paper, it looked like, you know, the Cubs had kind of covered that area. But, you know, when you take a look at what Bellinger did, when you look at what Mervis, or I'm not sorry, not Bellinger, he's the only one that did any good. But Mancini, Mervis, Hosmer, Wisdom, Young and Candelario did. You kind of understand why it's better. Not that much better. I wonder Uh, what a year of uh, a full year of like Candelario might look over there. Right. Uh, Trey Mancini was the big free agent signing for the Cubs, Uh, you know. And he didn't have the bounce back year that we thought he hoped for. He slashed 234, 299, 336 with only four home runs, Dustin, and was awful in the field. We remember that big air against the Cardinals in the second game of the London series. He was cut by the Cubs on August 1st. Um, another first base free agent the Cubs signed was Eric Hosmer. Good clubhouse guy, could give Mancini a day off, have Hosmer play first, Mancini DH. That it didn't work out. He slashed 234, 280, 330, and his defense looked awful. He was cut, Dustin, on May 19th. So the Cubs will be paying Mancini $10 million in 2024 and Hosmer $3 million in 2024. Um, part nice of the retirement. Reason- that, that's a nice retirement for both those guys. No, you can't complain about that, right? And, and, and part of the idea behind, especially Hosmer, because he wasn't that expensive. I know $3 million is a lot, but to a ball player, you know, a veteran, it's not that much, um, was to help Matt Mervis adjust to life in the big leagues. Uh, Mervis had 36 home runs in minor league ball in 2022, and the Cubs were hoping that would translate to the bigs. Mervis was called up on May 5th. He would slash 167, 242, 289 with three home runs. Mervis was sent back to Iowa on June 15th. He was never called back up. So, so Dustin, Mancini, said- was, Mancini ended up being a better option than Matt Mervis. Right. Right. And, and, you know, the problem that you have here is, is that, you know, it wasn't until Cody Bellinger got injured in Houston that things start to change, right? He hurts his knee on May 19th and he's on the IL till June 15th. 
And the decision was made rather than have him run around in the center field, have him play first base. And that kind of solidified that for a little while. And that's why he played 44 games. But Dustin, when, when you combine, like I said, the, the amount of starts that Mancini had, which were awful, Mervis awful, uh, Hosmer awful, Wisdom awful, Jared Young off, awful. And then when you throw in Heimer Candelario, who you know, played 16 games, but was injured for the majority right. of them. That's like barely playing. It's like barely playing, right? With all right. You had 44 good games out of Cody Bellinger, but your other 120 were, were garbage, really. Right. Yep. That's been a, uh, it's been a, it's been a long struggle. You know, that makes me think, and, and sometimes when we put these, these lists together and we take a look at the numbers and somebody that I've been ragging on since he left town is Chris Bryant. Um, if the Cubs had paid Chris Bryant, even close to what the Rockies had paid, Chris Bryant, what you do? I'm, I mean, I'm shocked he plays first base for the Rockies. I, I really am, right? I mean, it just, it, yeah. I would have never, I never thought of Chris Bryant as a first baseman. Never. We always, we have never that image of him. Mind. We have that image of him, you know, with the final out, you know, at right. third well, base. Third, or, left, or right. I mean, third, left, or right. right. I, would not, I would not think of him as a first baseman at all. Right. It, it, it was shocking. Um, it definitely is a position of need. And when we look at free agents, that's definitely one we're going to have to def- look at. What we're not going to have to look at is second base. No, because no, 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 no. Nope. When the Cubs signed Dansby Swanson, they upgraded two positions defensively. Yes, uh, Dansby and Nico made a great double team combination. They'll be there for years to come. It'll be fun to watch. Nico Horner played 134 games at second. Christopher Morrell, 16. Nick Magical, seven. Miles Masterbony, five Ooh. games started. And Patrick Wisdom with two innings at second base, which okay, I had a look at that. I had to look at those numbers again really quick. I'm like, boy, I, I missed Crowley. I'll admit, I, I I saw a lot of Cubs this year, like a lot, not as much as you, but a lot. I, I don't remember the point two innings of Patrick Wisdom. That was um, that base. was during uh, the last weekend of the season. Oh well, that's, that's, I think, that's I think, probably that's probably yeah. why I was I was I was fully engaged in football <laughs> at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, it was the Saturday game when they were basically eliminated. So yep, that's why um, you know that's the Cubs. Right, yeah, you look here differently. The Cubs ranked six out of 30 teams at the second base position when you're looking at war. They had 4.6. You can't ask for much better, but David Ross is going to have to learn when to give him some days off. Nico played 48 games in 2020, 44 games in 2021, 135 games in 2022. And then this year he played a career high in 150, uh, 150 games in 2020. Those are some pretty big jumps pretty quickly. Right. So, you know, I don't know what the plan is going forward for Magical or Christopher Morrell, but whoever's the starter at third, then the bench player should give Nico a breather from time to time. But mm-hmm. the 4.6 war that the, the Cubs put up at second was way better than 2022 when the Cubs ranked 20th out of 30 teams. So that's a big, big jump. That's a 14 team jump on that one. They had a 1.5 war, Dustin, Nick Magical, Christopher Morrell, Jonathan VR, Zach McKinstry, David Bodie, Esteban Kiros. Aldo, um, Angelton Simmons and Ildemargo Vargas all played second in 2022. So clearly a big jump. Nico did great, especially, uh, you know, gold glove finalist. Finalist, yeah, he's a finalist, yeah. right? Yeah. As far as what he did, stealing bases at second, I just feel that there was times where he could have used a breather and he would kind of go into a little bit of slumps. And I think um, using well, and, him a little... you know, the difference too, right, Crowley, from the year before to this year is that these games, there was much more pressure, right? So that also can be obviously something that will wear you out. Right. Absolutely. And those are pressure pack games. And, and, you know, like you, you know, like you said, big, big jump. 
And, um, you know, another guy that could definitely use some rest as shortstop. The big free agent splash last season was Dan's B Swanson. And he was just as advertised. I, I, we talked to a lot of people about him, you know, amazing on defense, good leadership skills, uh, streaky on base. Um, doesn't take a bunch of days off. The Cubs ranked fifth out of 30 teams at the short top, shortstop position uh, when looking at war with 5.4 war. Dansby started 147 games, Nico 14, Miles Mastroboani 5, and Christopher Morell started 1. Dansby was nominated for a Golden Glove, so he's a finalist again. Uh, he'll probably win that as he was one of the best, not only the best shortstops, but one of the best defenders in all of baseball. But the Cubs are going to need some bats, preferably at first or third, um, just because you saw the offense that he gave you and it's not, it wasn't, it didn't make your eyeballs pop, right? You know, he slashed in 2022 with Atlanta on his walk year. He slashed 277, 329, 447 with 25 home runs. This season, he slashed 244, 326, 416. So he doesn't walk a lot. That didn't change, but his average dropped about 30 points. And so you could have definitely used some more offense from Dansby, but that's not really his thing. He's one of those guys that that if he's not the premier offensive player, if he's a guy that's batting again fifth or sixth, you're going to be in way better shape. And so I, you know, my my needed- issue isn't it's more of the clutch part of it that that bothers me. That that that's what I would be looking for a little bit more from Dansby is in big situations to be a bit more clutch. Um, you looking at, I, I was looking at the numbers earlier. Yeah, no, that's, that's again, he and Bellinger, he and Bellinger both down the stretch, the combination of those two, not very good in clutch in a clutch stat. I don't have the stat right in front of me, but I remember us talking about that, that the two of them combined in clutch situations down the stretch, not very good. Right. Uh, and, and again, down the stretch, I mean, you couldn't have Cody Bellinger carrying you all six months. You know, he, he carried this team for a long time. As far as at the end, there was a lot of guys that were struggling, but Dansby was struggling. You know, there was a lot of times where he just couldn't get the big hit. So I would say definitely give him some more rest. Again, more day games. Guys played a ton of games, ton of postseason baseball. Of games, yep. mm-hmm. um, I, I, again, I think that Morrell could have been used more to kind of play a lot more second, short, and third. All right. Um, speaking of third, though, Dustin, uh, you know, for most of my life, third base has been a bugaboo position for the Cubs since Ron Santo left. It wasn't until they got Aramis Ramirez that you really had someone solidify that position. And we thought we had it solved with Chris Bryant, but new. No. Um, you know, there was a lot of starts before the season. If you remember, incumbent Patrick Wisdom was going to start a lot of games. Edwin Rios, those two were going to platoon, right? But uh, that's not how it worked out. Cubs ranked 20th out of 30th at the short, at the third base position when you looked at war. Um, 1.1. Nick Magical, 61 games. Patrick Wisdom, 54. Miles Masterbuani, 24. Jaime Candelario, 19. Christopher Morell, 4. And Edwin Rios, only eight innings. So Wisdom started out hot. <laughs> I love these guys that played an eighth innings. of an inning. <laughs> Wisdom started out hot. He hit 10 home runs in April, but then only four in May, zero in June, four in, in July, three in August, two in September. So that just, he just couldn't, you know, and when he doesn't hit, when he hits home runs, when he hits 10 in a month, you'll take the strikeouts, but that that's him hitting eight to 10 home runs a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or even, even seven to eight would, would be doable, but you can't go four, zero, three and, and expect to be, you know, strike out that much. Um, Edwin Rios, like I said, barely touched the field. And once he went to Iowa, he never came back. Although I saw him hit a walk of bomb in Iowa, which was fun. There you um, go. 
Nick Madrigal, speaking of Iowa, got some experience at third, and he did a serviceable job. He wasn't a gold glover. He's never going to get hit for power, but, you know, he did fine. But fine is not good enough, like I said, when you had Dansby with his struggles, Ian Happ had some struggles, and you, you needed some power from some of these um, first from the corner spots there. And you thought you solved the problem when you got Heimer Candelario for DJ Hers and Kevin Made at the tra- trade deadline. But, you know, he started out really good, but then he had a back injury and he went on the IL. So we never got to see a chance what he could do. You're asking about first, third is another question about that. Um, before we Will- get to catcher Crowley, before we get to catcher, I got a question. Yeah. yeah. Of the two posi- of the two corner spots, because obviously up the middle is set and set for at least probably five years. Um, On the corners, which one do you think is more important, and which one do you think they can fix faster? I think you could always fix first base faster. I think third base is is always trickier. You want to get a good fielder and a guy that has some power. Again, I brought up Aramis Ramirez. You saw what Christopher Bryant did. You know, Chris Bryant, I mean, those guys did amazing to to get the power. And and that I I think a lot of times in first base – I don't want to say it's not as demanding as a position. We've had a lot of great first basemen in our lifetimes, but sometimes you can find guys and what you really just need is a guy that can really, you know, just catch the ball and hit the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where I would say that that third base to me is, is, is more important right now than, than first, you know, and, but again, I need a guy with power too. I need a guy that. Have, so what's the answer? Like, I mean, we, okay. So now we, we've identified you, of the two, do you have an answer at third? I mean, is there, I'm going to, once the world series ends and we see who opts out and we see what decisions are made, that's when you kind of start to look at these things, but as I'm saying, Bell- Bellinger, Bellinger's not a third baseman. That, that no. he's definitely not a third baseman. So that that's, you know, I'm saying if you're spending money or making a trade, you know, uh, the polar bear, he he's not a third baseman, right? So you're no. talking about trade. So it, I'm just saying like, and then, you know, anybody on the roster even make you a, a little bit comfortable? I mean, would would Christopher Morell need to be taking like a thousand grounders a day at third base to get you even somewhat on board with that idea? Well, I think we're going to be able to talk about that in, in the second segment when we have some of the Cubs news. I, there, right. that, there's something popping up there that, that may interest you. Right, um, let's talk but, about catcher then, Crowley. Let's move to catcher. All righty, with Wilson Contreras going back to boring old St. Louis, Jan Gomes was given the starting <laughs> catcher gig, uh, and he had a terrific year. The Cubs great ranked year, ninth, great year. Yeah, he ranked nine. The Cubs catching tandem ranked nineteenth out of thirty teams. Um, wins above replacement one point one. Jan Gomes ninety two games. Tucker Barnhart eh, thirty seven games. Miguel Amaya thirty three, and Luis Torrens had four. Remember, I'm the surprised Cubs- that Amaya and Barnhart were that close together. That surprises me. Yeah, and 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 Terenz, you know, you remember the Cubs opened the season yeah, with three catchers, and we catchers. were wondering what is going on there. Head scratcher, but they thought maybe Gomes was a little bit old, and Tucker wasn't good enough. And I, right, and and Gomes was fantastic as always behind the plate, but it was a hitter that impressed a lot of people. He yep. slashed two sixty seven, three fifteen, four oh eight with ten home runs and sixty three RBIs, and easily hit and clutch too. Crawley, that's the thing about Gomes; he was hitting in the clutch very often. Absolutely. And, and it was his best offensive year since 2019 for Tucker Barnhart didn't go as well. He was slashing 202, 285, 257. He was cut from the team on August 20th. The reason they cut him was because of the emergence of one time top prospect, Miguel Amaya. Amaya was on the fast track to become the successor to Wilson Contreras. He represented the Cubs in the future game in 2018 and 2019. 
but then COVID and injuries impacted his trajectory in the organization. You had the canceled 2020 season. Then he had Tommy John surgery. Then when he came from back, he had a fracture on his, he had an injury on his left foot. So he didn't play much in three years, but he did well against the Smokies. He was great behind the plate. He just needs to work on his hitting because you can't expect um, uh, Gomes to replicate that season. You need Amaya to kind of start uh, being able to hit big league pitching. So we'll see what happens there. We will see. that. That's going to be interesting. I don't think we can sit here and expect Jan Gomes to have the same type of year, but I think another year of Amaya – I think that would be a good thing. Uh, you know, almost maybe a 50-50 split, Crowley. Right. You're looking to start transitioning and see what happens. So mm-hmm. I could live um, with it, that. I could live with a 50-50 split of Amaya and, and Jan Gomes. I don't think they need to do a whole lot of tinkering back there. And if you and even if you want to go 60-40, that's sure. another option as well. And maybe, you know and I mean? maybe at that point it's 60-40 who's ever doing a better job, right? Exactly. Yeah. Play the hot hand. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It is Crowley and I. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. It's season two. It's episode 81. We're assessing the Cubs infield. We just got done with that. Now, Crowley, we're going to roll into some notes. Yeah, the Cubs baseball season is almost over, but you can always get ready for next year when Cub convention rolls around in January. (laughs) Uh, Now, I did get my tickets when season ticket holders were able to get their hotel packages. But the Cubs issued a press release that all access weekend ses, uh, passes to the 2024 Cubs convention go on sale noon central time, Thursday, October 26th. The passes are going to be 125 all weekend. Three-day access for all activities and experiences at Cubs convention. New for 2024, weekend passes for children ages 3 to 10 are available at a discounted rate of $100. That's not Cubs bad. That's, t- good. That's a good idea. Yep. 
Cub season ticket holders can get in on the action a day early by purchasing their weekend passes at a discounted rate at 105 through a presale opportunity tomorrow, Wednesday, October 25th, from uh, noon till midnight. They can also pick up weekend passes for their children ages 3 to 10 for $80. Um, Dustin, one thing I do want to mention is that for a second year, they're going to be doing a youth baseball and softball clinic. That's where young ball players can learn the basics from, of the game from current and former players. They come out and as well as some of the Cubs coaches and, and part of the Cubs outreach program. But here's the thing last year, a lot of people didn't know about it and didn't know you have to sign up when you buy your, um, passes. Uh, okay. So they would come and they're like, okay, I want to sign up for that. And it was like, uh, it's already too late. You can't do that. So don't get frustrated a at the workers. Cause they're just doing their job, but B read these things and listen to fly the W that's why we're telling you this stuff. Get your, um, get, make sure you sign up for the passes in advance of Cubs convention weekend. And yeah, I'm sure you can call the Cubs if you missed out when you bought your tickets and get that done. But it's a really fun thing if you're bringing a youngster um, for the baseball or softball clinic. But again, spots are limited, first come, first serve. So keep that in mind. Yeah, it's always a good time. You and I had a good time spending a couple hours together down at the convention last year and uh, watching you uh, do your magic down there is something to uh, something to behold, <laughs> Crowley, that indeed. We've got uh, 670 to score on Marquee Baseball Insider Bruce Levine with some breaking news. Yeah, if you always listen inside the clubhouse, uh, you know, Bruce, Bruce had uh, – Saturdays 9 to 11, okay. Yeah, Saturdays 9 to 11. Yeah, then the Cubs are he, – he reported the Cubs are looking to sign Kyle Hendricks to an extension. Right. So we talked about this before, Dustin, that the Cubs have a $16 million team option for Hendricks in 24. But the idea now is what if you would sign him to a two year deal? Right. And what you could do is instead of him making 16 million, let's say you went 11 and 11 for the next two years. Right. That would be 22 million, which is obviously more than 16 million. But then that would be a lower AAV against the luxury tax. The amount you're spending per year would be lower. So you'd he'd get, he'd make less next year, but then he would make another eleven million the following year. So I could well, see that. They clearly want him happen. back. They clearly want him back, and I'm sure that he's um, he's happy to do something that's club friendly to make the Cubs better in the in the, in the near future. Right, and, and again, I think I think it works for both parties. I think you give a guy who's a consistent starter, they give you five or six, maybe five or six innings, uh, a good guy to have around your young pitchers, and a guy that for the most part, his career has always taken the ball every fifth day. So, you know, you don't know how much longer his career is. So for Kyle Hendricks, you know, rather than roll for one year, that gives you, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of leeway. We'll see what happens. We shall see. He also has a report on an interesting uh, bullpen piece from uh, Japan. Yeah, Dustin, you know how much we, we were concerned about not having any left-handed bullpen help and Brandon Hughes's health. Uh, you know, is what it is, but hopefully he'll be better next year. But the Cubs are one of many teams looking at Japanese pitcher Yuki Matsui. He's a left-handed bullpen pitcher with 200 saves in Japan. So obviously any left-handed help, I mean, I'm sure we'll see plenty of Luke Little, but you know, you cannot go in hoping Brandon Hughes is healthy and Drew Smiley can do something out of the pen. That, that just doesn't seem like a great plan. I think you need some guys in there and especially guys that miss bats um so i think matsui would hopefully be somebody that can do that but again this is something we're gonna have to look at is, is i think you do have to make some maybe the cubs aren't haven't signed a lot of big 
bullpen arms last few years. I think this year they're going to have to, especially to the left-hand side. Yeah, I think that's where they're going to be buying for sure. And one of the uh, brains behind the Cubs pitching, Craig Breslow, may be headed back to Boston, taking over the Red Sox. Yeah, this has been heating up. You know, when they say there's smoke, there's fire. Well, well, mm-hmm. this is there, there. It is there is a five alarm fire going on here. Chris Cotillo, beat writer for the Red Sox, is reporting that the baseball op search is heating up to the point where a hire may be imminent. Craig Breslow is the perceived favorite and definitely in the finals for this. So, um, you know, sometimes it gives somebody an opportunity to uh, move up and maybe they'll be great. You just, the brain drain that happens when you have a good front office is something that just drives you nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Crowley, let's fast forward. We got uh, a little Christopher Morell news that we teased in, uh, well, you teased in segment one of the show. Yeah, um, Hector Gomez um, is is a great reporter. He has the real pulse of a lot of the uh, Latino ball players, which obviously there are many. Um, and what he just announced today was that Christopher Morel will be playing in the Dominican League for one month. He'll be joining his teammate Alexander Canario um, in the Dominican League, playing for Aguilas Cibainas. And so, um, if you're you know if you're somebody like me looking for some baseball once the World Series ends. Um, the La Liga is, is, is the Dominican league. It's, it's really awesome. There's a lot of great players down there. Um, a lot of Cubs ties. And so, uh, Morel will be down there. I think his brother's going to be down there too, Raphael. So, um, you know, being from the Dominican, that's gotta be a lot of fun for Christopher kind of playing for the hometown team. You know what I mean? And so that Dustin would be, if you said, okay, let's, let's, let's for one month, Christopher, you're going to be playing third base see what you can do. Right, that that's the place to do it. Right, that that's the place to do it. Yep, he'll get a ton of reps down there, no doubt about that. Um, You're yeah. not worried about wins and losses as much no, as you are at the major the pressure, level. The pressure should be the pressure should be minimal. Pressure should be uh, absolutely minimal. Uh, Crawley, you got a little audio to share with the class? Some uh, caller into the uh, York. Uh, the, yeah, uh, the, you know, uh, I, I, I was, show this morning. I was sitting there minding my own business, listening, and and, and all of a sudden, uh, here's what I hear. Then Kevin's in Palatine. Hey, Kevin. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, so I, I'm excited about tonight's game, and I'm excited about the World Series. Um, and I do love the cute narrative how, you know, the 100-loss team from two years ago. But before either fan base in town gets too excited, um, they came from a 100-loss team by spending yes. three-quarters of a billion dollars. Right. And there was a lot of people in this town who, oh, Corey Seager's overrated, Simeon's overrated, all these guys are overrated. That's too much to pay. I will never figure out why we care how billionaires spend their money. It's not our money. I want Ricketts. I want him to do that this offseason. I want a real first baseman. I want Cody Bellinger back. I want another pitcher. I want it all. How come the Rangers can get it? Our tickets are more expensive. Why, why are they more entitled to the $600 million? I mean, we know the Sox aren't going to get it. If they spend $6 million, they'll be a miracle. But the Cubs, they should be spending with all these teams. And I know Dustin's going to get mad at me, and his little buddy from the podcast is going to get mad because I want to spend half a billion dollars. Sorry, it's not our money, and it's not your money. So who cares? <laughs> spend it, and let's get to the World Series. Thanks, guys. Kevin, Kevin's in Palatine. Hey, Kevin. Hey, little buddy. Wow. Hey, wow, little buddy. I'll refer to you as little buddy now. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> I, guess you are, I guess you are Gilligan, and I am the skipper. I got the right I, color. I, I got the right color hair. You got the hat, so I guess it works. I mean, you know, I was listening to him, and, and again, I understand Kevin's concerns, and and Kevin, you know, I, I'm sure would know that I, I spend a lot of money for the Cubs as far as tickets and beer and all that stuff. 
And here's the thing, you know, is that the Cubs, when you take a look at the teams with the top payrolls, Dustin, and, and, and I looked at it this morning, the top three teams didn't make it. Now, that's not saying if you spend money, you're not going to make it, et cetera. But it has to be a combination. It's, it's spending smart, filling in your young talent with expensive free agent signings. It's the exact same thing that the Cubs did in 2015 and 2016. They figured out who their young players were going to be. Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber, Addison Russell, Javi Baez. And then they surrounded them with high-priced talent when you talked about, okay, they signed uh, Jason Hayward. They signed John Lester. They signed Ben Zobrist. They signed John uh, Lackey. They signed a lot of guys, but that was to fill in. You don't just spend stupidly. And, and here's the thing. I, you know, it's, is it my money? No, it's not my money, but I know what Tom Ricketts is going to spend. And he's going to spend close to the luxury tax. He's not going over it this year. I can tell you that much. I can tell you he's not going over, which I think is like $237 million. So do I think that the Cubs are going to spend this year? Yes. Do I think they're going to be close? Yes. I would say roughly around the $230 million. You always leave yourself a little gap in case there's something that you definitely need later on. But just, again, be smart about how you approach this. And don't forget, when you talk about the Texas Rangers, they also have a lot of young talent on that team as well. Adolis Garcia, Josh Jung, uh, Evan Carter. It's not just a bunch of they, – they bought a bunch of players. That's not how it worked. They, they filled in what they needed – and they, and they had their young uh, core that were in there. And I think that's the difference that people have to understand. But again, spend money stupidly, and, and you may not like what you get. Ask, ask the New York Mets. Uh, ask, ask the Padres how that went, or the Yankees. Yeah, now, there's you can't other teams always buy it. Yeah, you can't, you can't always buy it. I, I, totally, I totally agree with you, Crowley. But uh, we keep giving them a little bit of rope, and, and each year they've, they've earned the rope we're going to give them. Uh, and before, listen, if they don't, let's see what they do. And if they don't do it, Crowley, you and I, along with Kevin and Palatine, will be yelling and screaming from the rooftops. No doubt about that. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season number two. It's episode 81. We've assessed the Cubs infield. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Crowley and I are recording this on Tuesday night ahead of game seven of the NLCS. So we're going to wrap the NLCS up for you guys on the next episode, which we will record on Thursday. But the ALCS, Crowley, also went to a Game 7, and the Rangers have punched their ticket, and they're going to wait for the winner of the NLCS. And Game 1 of the World Series, Crowley, is on Friday night. Oh, man. You know, we thought this was just going to be a blowout, you know, that these were going to be a couple of sweeps. And it looked that way as, as the Rangers and the Phillies took the first two. But, boy, oh, boy, was it one heck of a series. Seven games. This is the first time since 2004, Dustin, that both LCS series went to game seven. So we got tonight going on, but I got to tell you, if there was no bad blood between Texas and Houston before this series, there is now. And, and really Dustin, the, the story uh, to me of, of the way that this worked had to have, have been the infamous pinch hit or the, the hit batter that really affected, I think yep. everything, I, I think everything and God almighty, if it's true, if Dusty Baker is finally retiring, I need to give Bruce Bochy a hug if I, if that's exactly what's happening here. But to, to me, to sit there and take a look at what Adolis Garcia did in that series was absolutely ridiculous. This is the guy that won the ALCS. He was, he was DFA'd by the Cardinals. 
basically DFA'd and then given to the uh, Rangers for cash. The Rangers DFA'd him, and and this year he has just been absolutely just on fire. Uh, in Game Seven, Dustin, he went four for five with five RBIs and two home runs as the Rangers pounded the Astros eleven to four to move on to the World Series. Garcia is the first player in MLB history to have a homer and three plus RBIs in three consecutive post games. His 20 RBIs are the most before the World Series in a single postseason, according to the wonderful Sarah Lang for that little tidbit. But again, this all changes to me, Dustin, in game five when Abreu hits uh, Garcia in the ribs after he hits a home run. He hits a home run, pimps it out, throws the bat down. And the next time he gets uh, up to play, he gets drilled. Right. As he as he should, as he should, um, as I, he should get drilled. As I he should get drilled. Who is the guy that was the? Cuban? My problem, Crowley, is is that you want to drill him. Go ahead and drill him. That that punishment should be now. Okay, punishment should be now. It shouldn't be later. So if you want to have the, if you want to pay it, if you want to, if you want to do it, and I don't, I don't mind you doing it, but his suspension should have been right now and not in the beginning of next baseball season. That I think you, is hot garbage. Do you remember when Yasiel Puig said, look, if that's the case, if you can allow that guy to hit you with a ball, then he should be able to hit the pitcher with a bat. If he gets hit, if that's what you want to do, then that's fine to me. You can't, I think it all depends on where you hit them too, though, Crowley. I, you want to throw a 90 mile per hour projectile at somebody. I don't care where you hit them. You may accidentally hit them somewhere. You didn't intend to, you can end a career. You can end a career, and that's not something you do. And and to me, that's garbage. And for Dusty to pretend like, oh, we weren't going to do that, bull. Well, that's you know the problem. That that's that, that, again, that's don't also a problem, me. right? Well, hopefully, don't, don't hopefully, Crowley, Dusty Baker. There's reports that Dusty Baker is uh, going to um, Dusty Baker is going to retire at the end of the year. And and I, and again, hug for Bruce Bochy for it. But I, to me, that that was wrong. And to see Garcia get his revenge, to me, was chef's kiss and, and to see the Houston Astros, they have one of the most whiny fan bases in all of social media crying about this, crying about, Oh, we're treated so bad. No, that was bull that he got to pitch in game six. Oh, you're, we're going to do it next season. No, if you're going to hit the guy, then you're out, M make the call on what you want to do. But, but and to say that wasn't intentional is garbage. And, and yeah, again, don't say it's not intentional. Listen, I I'm with you hundred percent there. Don't lie to me. D don't lie to me. I'm not stupid. You're insulting my intelligence. It was Dustin. You, you watch a lot that, of base. You wanted to do that, okay? But you got to pay the price. Again, my my real issue, Crowley, is the fact that that suspension should have happened immediately, not next year. Here's what I'll tell you real quick about this: is to me is that MLB said let the kids play. Right? You watch a lot of TV, Dustin. A lot of sports. When you're watching the advertisements for baseball, what do you see? Do you see the guy run around the bases really quick after hitting a home run, or do you see a guy flip the bat oh, or listen, slam the bat? Yeah. Listen, you're that's, right. That's you you're, can't you're right. market they, that. They they promote the heck out of it. It's what you see on Sports Center all the time, right? That that's what you see on Sports Center nonstop. So right. yeah, so, I, I get it. But again, there's all there's there's levels to it, right? There there's there's levels to the bat flip. There there's there's there's, there's bat flips and then there's bat flips. You know no, what I mean? No. Like I think I think what he how he acted. That's how you act when that wins the series. That's how you act when if you had won the pennant by doing that, not just by winning a game. I think there's I think there's different levels. That's all. And again, Crowley, here's the thing. If you are willing 
to being the guy for doing it than be willing to pay the price for the punishment for doing it. And that's what I'm more aggravated about. That suspension, I'm go with that. that suspension should have been immediate, not next year. I'm going to go with the seal Puig method. And if you hit a guy, then the batter's allowed to hit you with the bat. If that's what All we're right. going to do, well, if we're going to, again, if that, we're going to let the pitcher get use the law that as involved, here's the, here's the problem, Crowley. I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but if, if the batter went out there and left the batter's box with a bat and actually swung it at somebody, then we'd get the law involved. Okay. <laughs> then we're going to get the police involved. We're going to get all kinds of stupidity involved. We don't have time. Let, let me ask you a question. That's why I'm know. telling you, Crowley, if the penalty was administered immediately, it would stop it all. Okay. If you and I were in the street, stop and I, if, if you and I were in the street we're and I threw a projectile in your head, I would be in trouble with the law too. Yes. yes. If I did it intentionally. Now you that said at your head, you said at your head, I'm not at your, for, fine. I'm not even for if your I, head. If you if throw I, it, if I threw hip, it at your ribs, if you throw it at my hip or my ribs, again, we're not, this is a, this is an age old argument. It's a very good argument. Okay. Remember what I just said though. If you were to suspend the player for what he did immediately, it would cut this out completely. They wouldn't do it because it's too important of a time in the game. They wouldn't do it. But you think, if you want to do think, it, then you got to be ready to pay the prime. But you got to be ready to pay the pipe. So I'll disagree on that. And, and you know, one of my favorite players is Christopher Morell. We both love him. Yeah. What did he do when he hit the three-run walk-off versus the White Sox? He basically stripped running around the bases and he's running around, jumping around. And it was just a meaningless game. It wasn't meaningless. It wasn't meaningless. Well, it, was, it was a game. It counted, but it wasn't a postseason game. Well, who's, who's, whose bad flip was worse? I, I, I'll double check, but I would say that okay. they were different. But they but were different. I, he, he he didn't bat flip. He stripped off his jersey. And a lot of people listen. <laughs> people called. People called on the White Sox to to, to plunk him. It yeah. wasn't like I mean, people called on the White Sox to plunk him. So they had and, that and, opportunity. They chose not to do it. You hey, know Crowley, what? Guess what? We've got a game seven tonight. We have had epic. We have had an epic postseason. Let's hope. Let's hope it continues. Um, Quick prediction, or let's put it this way. Prediction and what do you want to have happen in game seven tonight? Who's going to win, but who do you want to win? My my heart wants the Phillies to win. My wallet wants the Diamondbacks to win because Kyle Schwarber may be charging higher prices at the autograph show um, oh, if, if that geez, happens. So. Louise. We're worried I, I about I, what you got to pay know. for a Kyle Sch Come on, Crowley. Now we're worried about what we're going to pay for a Kyle <laughs> Schwarber autograph. Sell some of that memorabilia and you'll be able to afford that Kyle Schwarber autograph. All right, Crowley, this one's in the books. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow the socials, Facebook, Instagram. Of course, we can be emailed, flythew670 at gmail.com. And you can watch us. Yes, we do have a face for YouTube by subscribing to the 670 Discord YouTube channel. Crowley, enjoy the games. When we get back together, we'll be previewing game one of the World Series. Yep, and again, don't forget, you can listen, leave those five-star reviews, um, and especially Kevin from Palatine, feel free to jump on and talk some Cubs. We'd love to hear from you, buddy. Go Cubs! It's all over. <laughs>